The Urbanist is brought to you in association with the Department of Culture and Tourism, Abu Dhabi. Sadiat Cultural District Abu Dhabi is a beacon of hope and inspiration. A catalyst to spark growth and collaboration with museums and experiences, where art and science and nature and technology coexist. The belief of Abu Dhabi that culture is the backbone of our society. Stay tuned for a special episode of the show, in which you can hear His Excellency Mohammed Khalifa Al-Mubarak explain exactly why and how Sadiat Cultural District Abu Dhabi is the perfect place to collaborate, create, and innovate. Sadiat Cultural District Abu Dhabi, proud partner of The Urbanist on Monocle Radio. is essential in cities where land is limited and coastal or island metropolises are often those most in need of some creative space saving. Singapore is one such place where room to build is at a premium and as such has been rethinking a space once dedicated to horse racing in order to house more residents in this densely populated city-state. You're listening to Tall Stories, a monocle production brought to you by the team behind The Urbanist. I'm Carlotta Rabello. In this episode, Lillian Fawcett is off to the races at the Singapore Turf Club. When the Singapore Turf Club was established by the Scottish merchant William Henry McLeod Reed and a group of horse racing enthusiasts in 1842, Singapore was a very different place. In the mid-19th century, the island was a British colony, a trading post with a rapidly growing population. Instead of the slick high-rises and shopping malls that now make up central Singapore's skyline, development was limited to within a few kilometres of its ports. The island's interior was mostly dense jungle. That meant there was plenty of space to found the country's first, and still only, horse racing club. Then called Singapore Sporting Club, the venue held its inaugural race in February 1843. Back then, the country's booming population, due mostly to immigration from China, Malaysia and India, meant that public services were almost non-existent. Local businessmen opposed any restrictions on immigration because they needed the workers. In the 21st century, Singapore has the opposite problem – a shortage of space and an ageing population. So, after audience numbers at the Turf Club dwindled, the government said it would reclaim its 120 hectares of land to make way for private and public housing. It says it's exploring leisure and recreational uses too. The club will hold its last race in October next year. In a joint statement, the Ministries of National Development and Finance said, Singapore is a city-state with limited land. The government continually reviews its land use plans to meet today's needs, while ensuring there is sufficient land for future generations. Local horse racing has also experienced declining spectatorship over the years. The move is an example of just how much land scarcity shapes urban planning in Singapore. Dr Wu Jun Jae is a senior research fellow at Singapore's Institute of Policy Studies. There are many, many competing needs for land. Industry needs land for its factories, for its shops. There is a great need for housing in Singapore, particularly public housing. And we continue to need space for military use, for schools, for healthcare facilities. 
in an aging population, we do need more healthcare facilities. So for urban planners, the challenge is how to squeeze all these competing needs into a very finite and limited amount of land space. In 1933, with interest in horse racing on the rise, the Singapore Turf Club moved to its current location, near the island's north coast. Despite the dramatic changes to the urban landscape since then, there is plenty of greenery to be seen from the Turf Club, both racetrack and forest. The five-storey grandstand is substantial and swish, with floor-to-ceiling windows for up to 30,000 spectators to keep an eye on the races from the bar. The site is a former rubber plantation. Nowadays, just 1% of Singapore's land is used for agriculture, and the city-state imports around 90% of its food. The government has grand plans to produce more of its own food in the next decade, which demands innovating with how it grows crops. Development plans for the country's north feature what the government is calling a high-tech agri-food cluster. The Institute of Policy Studies, Dr Wu again. Some of the things we've done is we've tried to have mixed-use developments. That means we have housing, commercial spaces, industry spaces, sort of co-located in the same neighbourhood. We're increasingly thinking of having them within the same building complex in what the URA has called vertical zoning. That means the first few floors of a building may be light industry, the next few floors could be commercial, and going up, we have residential spaces. So it's a matter of urban planning, how we can sort of fit all these different users into the same space, but to maintain the livability of our neighbourhoods. Singapore Turf Club is not the first leisure venue to fall victim to the country's shortage of space. Several hundred acres of land will be repurposed from golf clubs in the coming years. Some areas of forest have been redeveloped for residential use too, though not without resistance from environmental groups. Providing for Singaporeans' housing and leisure needs is a balancing act, says Dr Wu. From the urban planning perspective, we do want some of these spaces still. They are recreational spaces. They are also green lungs that help to absorb some of the carbon in the atmosphere. But there are constraints in land use policies in Singapore, so we may see more of these places going away in time. Recreational space is important too, of course, especially because Singapore wants to be an appealing place for young families to build a life. The city-state is known for its openness to foreign workers, despite constraints on land. I think the openness to foreigners, to global business is not going to change because our economy relies heavily on this external wing. Besides land, Singapore has another constraint of people. We don't have enough people. We have a declining fertility rate. For now, the country's horse racing enthusiasts have until next autumn to place their bets. While Singapore's government should remember that leisure spaces can make a city feel like home almost as much as housing, one is the clear frontrunner in this contest. Tall Stories is a monocle production from the team behind The Urbanist. This episode was written by Lillian Fawcett and produced and edited by David Stevens. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast to receive new episodes every week. I'm Carlotta Rebello. Goodbye and thank you for listening, City Lovers. City Lovers.